Hello, and welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. And I'm Joey Boudreaux. And we are so glad that you choose to tune in. Thank you so much. And Joey, I get so excited with folks telling us, hey, I listened to the podcast, or I did something that I don't normally do in order to help you guys save lives. So some of my friends said, hey, I saw you guys posted something on Donate Life Louisiana, and I shared it. And I don't normally do that. Man, we appreciate that because that's new eyes seeing that information. And then if you know about the podcast, we had one person send an email saying, hey, did you know that they had a podcast? Can you share this with your office? And that is amazing. So thanks to that one person, more people who didn't normally know about donation, talk about donation are now. So we thank you. And we know that you out there listening can do at least one thing to make a difference, too. Yeah, it's easy. You can find us on iTunes or or whatever your favorite podcast app is, Mm -hmm. or you can look us up on LOPA.org slash podcast. But the the most important thing is find us and tell people about us. Yeah. And so, you know, we're high tech. So we have the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have these podcasts going on. So you can basically find us anywhere. Donate Life Louisiana. That's on Facebook at Donate Life LA. That's Twitter, Instagram. So use that. Spread the word. We love the help. And we love that you're our partner in helping to save more lives. So do what you can. Do something different that you don't normally do. And we'd appreciate it. Coming up on this episode, some fun events. So if you're thinking about volunteering, you hadn't bitten the bullet yet and and jumped in, hey, great events coming up. We want you to take part in. And in the recovery segment, we'll talk a little bit about the historical perspective and the standardized practice of brain death declaration. And we love being out in the community and we have an event coming up. Are you a golfer? I am a golfer. I'm almost scratch. Are you... Is that good? That's good. Uh, Every time I have poison ivy, I scratch. Yes, indeed. Okay. So we got something for all of you golfers out there, and and maybe Joey, too. I'm going to have to do some research. (laughs) Uh, But it's also going to help us save lives. We'll tell you how. And in technology, we'll talk about advances in lung preservation and how that's making an impact on increasing lung transplantation. Okay. And we always pause to say thank you for the gift of life um, for one of our amazing heroes. So we'll do that as well. And, of course, we'll be answering your questions. And much more here on the Gifted Life Podcast. Joey, hold on to your hats. Are you ready? I'm holding. So many events coming up, all with organ donation awareness at the center. Coming up on October 3rd, the first Saturday in October, it's the fifth annual, if you can believe it, the fifth annual Rabelais Run for life. So we're ecstatic. It's in the Baton Rouge area. So if you're a walker, a runner, or if you're like me, you watch people walk Mm -hmm. and run. Um, This is for you. We're looking for sponsors, runners, door prizes, teams. It's just an inspiring day. We honor our heroes and we want you to get involved. So if you know of anybody in the Baton Rouge area who wants to get involved, now's the time. We're always looking for volunteers, and they always say, let us know when something's coming up. Well, hey, let's get a team together, right? That's right. You've been there before. I have. I was there last year. It was a really fun time. You know, and and like you said, it, it was a lot of different skill levels of runners. The feedback that I got was everybody had a good time. It was a good mm-hmm. time to have all. And it was a day to celebrate life. So mark right. your calendar, October 3rd. Here's something else. Um, this is a little bit different than some of the other runs out there, but it's the trail run, which you were a part of, uh, Joey. This the is the one. second annual. Right. I was part of the first one. Uh, we had this past uh, winter, and it was a huge success. It was a little chilly, 
but it was great. It's a different, like you said, a different type of run. It's a trail run. And we have Sean Paul Harrison on the line. He's our physician and donation specialist. And of course, the brain trust behind the first annual trail run for life. Hey, Sean Paul. Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Awesome. Good. So I was asking all about this trail run, which is coming up. And um, is there like a spooky theme because of the date here? <laughs> no, we actually moved <laughs> it up a little bit because last year was a little bit it was a little bit cold. We are going to have a lot of events for for all the participants and the kids that are coming out. So let me sit down for a minute because I get pretty excited about it. <laughs> yes, but, uh, good. Passion. We know, you know, the LOPA team and the community educators, they've always done an amazing job organizing these events and fundraisers, and we just wanted to follow suit with what, what they do. And this one's a little bit different in the fact that there's about 100 races in the Kadiana area each year, and there's only about a handful of trail runs. And it's held at Cherokee Ridge Horse Farm in Cairnco, Louisiana. It's an amazing, beautiful, breathtaking place with just hundreds of acres and rolling hills. And uh, one of the, the best courses I've ever experienced. But, uh, you know, our main mission is just to celebrate the heroes, their families, and the recipients, and educating and build a stronger community. So we're blessed and thankful that we can actually have a second annual. We were really nervous in a good way last year about having a new event. But we were just blown away by the support from all of the sponsors and everybody that attended um, we had over 200 registered participants, which was something that we were not expecting. And uh, we just had a lot of great things. There's a lot of different contests. We have largest team, best team uniform. We even had a beard contest. That's right. And that's B-E-A-R-B. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so it was just a Thank wonderful you. thing. And as a matter of fact, the, uh, the owner of the horse farm, who has no connection to donation, the next morning actually called me and he asked me if we could schedule the second annual. So he was really touched by all the different families that came out there to support. It was a very intimate setting afterwards as they shared their story. And there was a lot of people that did not know anything about donation that walked away making sure that they were an organ donor. Oh, and we love it. And, and so, Sean Paul, I'm not, I'm not a runner. I used to work out every day, though. That counts, Joey. I'm not sure. But so what's the difference between like a regular run? Like we have these 5Ks and we see that and then a, a trail run. So is it just like you get to take the scenic route and or what? Yeah, Lori, the, the biggest difference is just the terrain that you're running on. You know, you're going through some rolling hills and around ponds and through the wooded areas. And actually where we had it end up is through the stables is where the big finish line is. So you get to just experience the entire acreage and, and where this event is being held. Just heard how beautiful it was. It was. So October 31st? October 31st. Got it. Halloween morning. We are writing it down, saving the date. Lopa.org. If you go to news and events, you'll know more about this. And you can actually see pictures from last year. So, Sean Paul, we appreciate the extra effort and all the lives saved because of this new event. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Sean Paul. Thanks. So that's always fun, yes, it the trail was. run. That's going to be October 31st. So we've basically got your whole October full. Right. Oh, oh, wait. There's on one races. more. There's one more. Get yourself in shape. Golfers. This is a good one. The Golf for Life. Justin Harrison's Golf for Life. This is in October as well. Great event. We're going to be busy. Yes, we will. I love it. So I'm we're going to learn more it. about the Golf for Life. If you're a golfer, Joey, maybe? I am. Pretty good. Okay, we'll check. So all of that own. and more. Yeah, but if you want to sign up and you always say, hey, I, I want to help out. How can I help out? These are some of the events that you can attend, lend a helping hand, help spread the word. That's what we're looking for. So lopa.org, you'll see an orange circle uh, on the homepage. Volunteer, click it, fill out your information. That information goes to the community educator nearest you. Get involved today. 
Here on The Gifted Life, we've reached our recovery segment, and today we're going to talk a little bit in depth about brain death studies. I'm out in the community. There's a lot of folks who say there are so many people who are registered in Louisiana, over 2.2 million. Why aren't there enough donors? Well, that's because it's rare to die of brain death, right? Right, right. Uh, Less than 2% of hospital deaths result in brain death. First of all, obviously, you, you have to suffer a brain injury of some sorts, mm-hmm. whether it's a trauma, like a, a gunshot wound or a, a car accident, or it may not be a trauma. It might just be, you know, like a stroke. But either way, you have to suffer uh, some sort of brain injury. Before mechanical ventilators were invented, you know, brain death didn't exist because when someone suffered a brain injury and that resulted in what would have been brain death, then that person stopped breathing. And then, of course, shortly after, the heart stops beating. So that person would have been determined cardiac dead anyway. So death, that was the only way to determine death mm. prior to the early 1900s and the in invention of mechanical ventilation. But since the invention of mechanical ventilation, oftentimes physicians would realize that a patient seemed to be in a coma but would never come out of it. And they realized that that's when, uh, of course, uh, a lot of different uh, physician groups got together to to try to figure out what this phenomenon was. And in 1968, uh, the Harvard Ad Hoc Committee uh, produced the standard practice for determining the termination of brain death. Mm -hmm. It was at that point where brain death was a true actual diagnosis. So since that point, the diagnosis has, you know, some of the testing that they've done has improved a little bit, but the basic premise behind it is that all 12 cranial nerves must not be functioning. You know, you have 12 cranial nerves there, and, and they do a series of clinical tests uh, like a corneal reflex, uh, like a blink reflex or a pupil mm-hmm. response, cough or gag, breathing. Breathing is, is the big one that they'll, they'll check, they'll take the patient off of the ventilator, they'll, they'll remove the vent and see if the patient breathes. And that's usually the last brainstem reflex to go. And along with a couple of other tests, once those are all completed and if that person did not have any of those responses, then that person would be declared brain dead. And that is just as much death as cardiac death. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last few years, especially, you know, they've always they've had EEGs for quite some time, but they've really started pushing other ancillary tests like tests that show blood flow to the brain. So it's, it's an additional test to the clinical tests uh, or there's a couple different ways with an angiogram and, and with a nuclear med. But they're really used a little bit more often now just as an additional test to help when they are declaring someone brain dead. But it's a whole lot that goes into it, obviously. You know, it's a very, very important diagnosis, and and they they go through all the steps necessary to make sure and, and confirm this diagnosis. Yeah. Well, I hope you learned a little bit more. I did as well, especially historical data and stuff. And that's what we try to do is bring those things to the forefront so that we can have those healthy conversations about donation. Did you hear something you want to learn more about or you want us to touch on another subject? Info at lopa.org. All right, we have reached our community segment here on the Gifted Life podcast, and we teased it earlier, yep. calling all golfers, right, including Joey, That's right. which he tells us he's pretty good. I need Scratch. proof. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> I, I hoping that's positive. But um, <laughs> we are talking about an event coming up in October to help spread awareness about donation. And this one's close to our hearts, Justin Harrison's Golf for Life. So we talked about Justin on an earlier podcast. We have Justin's mom on the phone now. She is an uh, organ donation advocate, has been for years. Miss Libby Harrison, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you guys? We are good. Do you know about Joey's golfing abilities? Uh, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's uh, a smart lady, smart lady right there. I, I well, I am actually, before. you know, very busy. Yeah, I'm very busy during the tournament, so he's yeah. out there playing that's while right. I'm working. That's right. That's that my was job. a that was a safe answer, I'm, Liv. I'm spreading the word while I'm out there, Liv. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we love it. And so you may be able to tell by our conversation and, and joking that we know Libby. We have known Libby for a long time. We love Libby. And she actually got me um, involved in organ donation and had me sign up to be an organ donor years ago. So very close to our hearts. And we appreciate you joining us. But we do want to talk about Justin Harrison's Golf for Life. Because when we talk about Justin Harrison, I think blue eyes, this guy who was forward thinking he knew about organ donation before it was cool to know about organ donation, right? He did. He did. He's the one that had our family talking about it. And he is a he hero knew. himself. We talk about him um, all the time in our presentations just across the state. You do that as well. And, and I love how you just light up when you talk about your baby. Joey talks about it too. Like yep. when you talk about Justin, it's like something comes over you and you, you just got to tell as many people as possible, right? I do. And I just love the way y'all let me just tell these stories over and over and over. You hear her smiling? Oh, yeah. I love it. Like passion. <laughs> we love that, Libs. Now let's talk about this Golf for Life. It has Justin's name on it. Our goal is to save as many lives as possible. And um, we're trying to just reach a different audience. Um, and this is an event that really attracts a lot of attention. Yep. It's one of the best uh, golf tournaments in Lafayette. It really is. So we get a lot up. of positive feedback um, of how fun the tournament is and how fair the tournament is and the prizes. Are, we give cash prizes, gross and net, for first, second, and third place. Lots of food. Um, Joey was telling me about the food. food. You see, you see oh, where yeah. I'm going? <laughs> so it's coming you up on the 12th. You grin. <laughs> It's coming up on October 12th, everybody. If you go to lopa.org, news and events, um, you'll be able to learn a little bit more about it. But Libby, we just want to talk about why this was started. And for folks who want to get involved, um, what is it all about? Well, the ultimate goal of the tournament is, of course, to raise awareness and, and to help all those folks in need of a transplant. But it's also a fundraiser. I mean, being nonprofit, we depend on our fundraisers quite a bit to fund our, our the ways that we can support our donor families and, and in our education programs. So it's very important that people understand that this is a fundraiser, not just a fundraiser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we do have teams. It's a three-man scramble, and it's $600 a team, $200 a player. You can have a team or a single, and we'll put you with somebody. There is also a hole-in-one vehicle, which is sponsored by Hampton Toyota. Mm-hmm. Very good friends and great supporters of Lopa for years. And Charlie G's is actually furnishing the dinner that evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we have some. We have a lot of support here in Acadiana. People are really good to us. We will also have a pretty fun raffle that is in itself a fundraiser. And our first place is going to be a. It's a Customized Saints 
Pioneer scooter. Mm. I don't know that much about scooters, but I've seen it, and it's a pretty cool old thing. It's got a great little luggage rack, comes with a helmet, so maybe a college student. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a college student to get around on campus. It it would be terrific. And then we have a George Rodriguez, the blue dog print is our second place. And then the Golf Connection has donated a golf driver for third place. And then one of Justin's friends actually um, does some PR work for the Saints. So she's getting us some signed Saints memorabilia. It ought to be fun. Um, Power packed, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we have lots going on for that day, not just a golf tournament. So if you don't play golf, it's still fun to come out and maybe you'll win a scooter or a Rodrigue print. Joey is claiming this scooter. So um, if you could just make sure. I'm ordering a bunch of raffle tickets. (laughs) Make sure that's handled properly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is the eighth annual. Are you just in in awe of the people who want to learn about donation? Once they learn the facts, say yes. People who support the things that we are doing. I mean, at night, kind of when you, everything kind of settles for the day, I'm sure your heart is happy. It's very happy. And as the years, each year, it seems like more and more of our golfers are staying for the social gathering afterwards, um, because we do have donor families and recipients sharing their experience with donation, and and it lets these these people who are who are helping by by participating in the tournament, it lets them see exactly what they are supporting. Everybody walks away knowing that it's going to matter, that it's going to make a difference, and and these folks that get involved in this tournament truly do help save lives. Wow. And we appreciate all that you do. Um, as Joey said, one of our earlier podcasts, you kind of lead the way for us with your passion. Yep. You inspire. And we thank you. Mm, that'll have to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We'll see I'll you on the tell 12th. you what, I'm pretty inspired about you, with y'all. Y'all are amazing. I get so much support from, from all of my local crew. It's a pretty incredible group of folks that I work with. So thank you. Pretty cool family to be a part of. We appreciate your time and attention to detail. If you want more about the golf tournament, uh, want to know how to get those tickets that we talked about, um, registration, those kinds of things, info at lopa.org, info at lopa.org. We'll get you what you need to know. This is one of those events that we said, hey, um, you want to think outside of the box? You want to do something to help us save lives? This may be your ticket. Today, we are talking about a cool gadget that allows us to save more lives. Always love hearing about new technology, Joey. And then I always say in my presentations, because I'm in the community, we're doing this today, but who knows what will happen tomorrow because so many things are happening, especially in the you know technological age that we are in. So there's a machine that helps with lungs. It increases lung availability right. and so much more, right. which is just pretty neat in itself. It is. And this, this machine you're talking about, is, it's called Ex Vivo. It's, uh, it's a lung perfusion machine that it kind of looks like a dome, but it's glassed around. So you can see, you know, the lungs as you put them onto this machine. Okay, and you I'm picturing can see, it. Yeah. And you can see how they're functioning and how basically how they're working. I guess to do a little bit of the backstory of the whys, as we had spoken about before in previous episodes, you know, it doesn't. You don't have a lot of time 
to have the lungs off or outside of the body. Mm -hmm. You really only have about three or four hours from blood flow to blood flow. So your your range where you can uh, safely transplant someone, or safely transport the lungs to transplant someone is not that far. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. what these this perfusion lung perfusion machine has made available is to be able to extend that time period to actually close to seven or eight hours oftentimes or even beyond that. And what it is is this kind of a dome looking machine, a dome like machine that they'll they'll we recover the lungs mm-hmm. and then you hook them up to this machine similar to what I'd mentioned before in, on the kidney perfusion, oh, okay. the kidney pumps. But this machine, they can then start treating the lungs. To improve the function. To improve the function. So you can even take lungs that that were previously maybe not quite perfect at the time. Maybe, of course, it would have to be an acute issue. It would have to be something that was fixable. I mean, it can't be something that, that, you know, like a COPD or emphysema lungs. Mm -hmm. But if it's something like, say, pneumonia, you know, that's a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. You can put them on this machine. And they can then start treating with antibiotics and uh, other treatments, drying the lungs out where you can't necessarily do in the body because you don't want to affect the kidneys. You know, there's only so much that you can do in the body. This lung machine, you don't have to worry about anything else but the lungs. So they can take lungs that are marginal initially and then turn them into perfect ideal lungs for for the potential recipients. So it sounds like... Um, we're buying more time, yep. and we're saving more lives. Absolutely. Buying more time and saving more lives. That's what it's about. Almost 20% of the patients waiting for a lung dies on the waiting list. So it's just a number that it, it's unfathomable. I mean, it's, it's too high. This, hopefully, as it continues to become more widespread, will decrease that, that number by a ton. Wow. Look what technology can do in the donation world, improving outcomes, transplanting more. Gotta love it. It is time now for us to just take some time to talk about an extraordinary human, um, a hero, an organ donor. Um, Today we have the spotlight on Christian Nelson. Christian Nelson was born in 1994. Mom and dad say he was so fun. He was loved by many. He was generous. He was kind. Uh, Friends say how handsome he was and how giving he was. Um, He was the first baby. He was the first great-grandchild. And they say he was just first at a lot of things. There was a pattern starting there with this guy. And in May 2013, he was a college student. He was 19. He had a part-time job. Joey, you remember being in college and trying to earn a little bit of extra money. Um, He was working at a warehouse. There was an accident. Mom and dad got word that he had fallen. Um, He was unconscious. He was unresponsive. And mom and dad said within 24 hours, he was declared brain dead. He had a heart on his license. His decision. Mom remembers him saying, why wouldn't you do that? They were so proud of his decision and the fact that he was able to save lives that they wanted to scream it from the rooftops. They wanted everybody to know. So they worked with us. We put it out on social media. The story was out there. They had his face, his story, here's what's happening. And he did save lives. And you actually um, were able to be there with his mom and dad, right. Hans and Jen, right. when they met one of the recipients. Right. I, it was one of the most memorable moments of my LOPA career when— couple years ago, 
they were able to meet at Oshner, where, mm-hmm. where Kalen, the heart recipient, had gotten his transplant. And in fact, uh, you know, one of our uh, LOPA employees, one of our, our fellow employees asked, look, can, can we use your stethoscope? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I don't use it as much anymore. Right. I knocked the dust off of it. And it, when they told me what it was for, you know, so that she can, uh, Jen can listen, both Hans and Jen can mm-hmm. listen to Kaylin's heartbeat. I said, oh, my goodness, absolutely. And I need to be there. So, so of course, I made the trip uh, to come for the, for the meeting. And it was just a beautiful, tear-jerking, mm. emotional time. And I remember it very vividly. Like she put my stethoscope on and, and then like it was a pause and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I hope my stethoscope works. works. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then, and then she moved it over just for a second and then she just broke down into tears mm. and every single person mm. in the place broke down into mm-hmm. tears with her. I remember the picture. Amazing. I mean, you could just see the emotion yeah. in that picture. And Kalen had been an all-state football player. He yeah. waited um, for that gift of life and they said that they were just kind of similar in personality yeah. as in nature. And you always see Kalen with that, that big smile. Uh, but Hans and Jen said meeting Kalen was an experience unlike any other. They are so proud of that legacy. Uh, but Christian not only saved Kalen's life, three other lives as well, gave sight to two people and enhanced lives through tissue donation. They continue to be organ donation advocates. They are our media personalities. So um, they take to the airwaves to talk about organ donation. And they also plan a cruise. Mm-hmm. with proceeds coming back to Lopa so that we can spread awareness. So just a, a great family who just wants to honor their hero, their loved one, and they want to save more lives. And you got to love it. Yep. yep. Yeah. So at this point, we're going to take time to pause, and we just want to say thank you to Christian Nelson for the gifts of life. We have reached the question and answer segment here on the Gifted Life Podcast, and we always love when you send us questions, or maybe you saw something that you want us to talk about, or uh, there was just something that's been in in your brain and you want it answered, and we try to do the the best we can here. Uh, The question that came in to info at lopa.org, Joey, when someone is a living donor, who pays for the donor's surgery? Well, Laura, that's a great question, and I've gotten it too. The recipient's insurance company actually pays for both, of course, the transplanted side and the donor side in these cases. So so the recipient's insurance company takes care of both sides of the costs in these situations. So it doesn't come from the donor's insurance company. All right. And there you have it. You know, we get questions about all types of donation. We want you to be able to have those answers to help spread the facts. Info at loba.org if you want more. Joey, we have reached the end of episode 10. Episode 10. I rhymed a little bit there. I like that. And we appreciate you guys for listening to us. And we hope that you choose to spread the word. Let people know where they can find us. Tell them about the gifted life. And look, schools are starting up. Lopa.org slash speaker. If you know of a teacher that could use us in their classroom, we work um, with them, with their schedule. We're very flexible. If you have a student that attends a school and maybe uh, we can do a group uh, session or something like that, let us know. Lopa.org slash speaker. Tell us where you are. We'll come and we'll work with you to get that done. But 
Please do something today that you hadn't done to help spread the word. And we want to thank our special guest on this episode as well. Absolutely, Laura. We want to thank Sean Paul Harrison, who's heading up the Trail Run for Life, and also Libby Harrison for honoring Justin again. You know, Justin Harrison's Golf for Life, such a wonderful, actually two wonderful events. Yeah, and so we do have these events coming up. The ones that we kind of highlighted are for October. These are, are coming up. You can mark your calendar, and we just need all kinds of talent. Can you hand out food? Can you um, help us pick up trash or put up banners? Um, can you help tell the runners which direction to run in? That's a fun one because you cheer them on. Or fill water cups and things like that. Uh, there are so many things to do. Or just spread the word on social media. Tell a running club. Tell somebody that doesn't know about it. There are so many things that you can do, but try to get involved and try to help us make life happen. Thanks again for listening. We hope to catch you next time here on The Gifted Life. Mm-hmm.